It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. time in seven weeks come out with a dub thanks to another excellent defensive performance and we're gonna break down more of the game more of the defensive forms just how good are the broncos todd's gonna take us inside with the inside scoop henry chisholm todd davis zach stevens rolling with you how are you today fellas feeling good it's a good day victory uh monday rock and rolling good starts of the week yeah I think I'm doing good too. I was up a little bit late <laughs> last night. I, I oh, oh my goodness. So I decided I was gonna play a game of Fortnite and a game of Madden before I came. Okay. Fortnite, there's like eight people left. I jumped off a thing. Apparently it was too tall to jump off of and died. So that sucked. And then Madden I gave up a field goal to the Niners at the buzzer and so now I think of it maybe not doing quite so well. Well, if the Broncos give up um, a field goal at the buzzer to the Niners this year, that means they're in the wow. Super Bowl. Yep. So yeah. that would be a, that would be a good spot to be in. You know who else is in a good spot? Quinn Miners. We got some good news from Sean yes. Payton this morning. He's been released from Los Angeles Hospital after spending the night there just to make sure that his heart was okay. He had yep. the regular heartbeat during the game, went to the hospital at halftime pretty much for precautionary reasons, and then he came back today, or he's going to come back today Sean says he's healthy and is going to be fine. That is great news, first and foremost, mm-hmm. for his health. And then second, that m- means he has a chance to play this week. Uh, and we saw how important Quinn is as he's literally the best offensive lineman in the AFC, according to Pro Football Focus. So I'm not quite sure if him being back and him being, quote, fine and healthy means he's going to play this week. But his health is, is the number one priority there. Yeah, obviously, like, I'm not a doctor. Um, especially not like a heart doctor, but I do think that there's like things that happen to a heart where you're like, you just get weird heartbeats. And I've had like friends who that's happened to. And if there's no like other issues that they find, it's really not that big of a deal. It's just kind of freaky whenever it happens. So again, I am certainly not an expert on human hearts, but I do think that like if they're clearing him, if they're not worried, if they're sending him home, 
to me, it seems like he should be fine to play. Yeah, uh, we always got to watch out for the big boys. I feel like yeah. they usually have <laughs> other issues. I mean, we all have the same size heart, but his is pumping a lot harder. <laughs> There's a lot, uh, to pump a lot, lot more blood <laughs> going through that big body. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that he's doing good and he's healthy. Uh, I don't have any uh, thoughts on the diagnosis because, like you said, I'm not a doctor, but um, it is good that he's doing good. We know that belly's gained about 15 pounds it in the has. past year, yes. too. So it is you're big. always just a little more cautious with those big guys, like exactly. you said, Todd. Um, we did not, Sean decided to not comment on Nick Benito's knee injury. Apparently, I believe, according to Chris Thomason, yeah. he left yesterday's game uh, in a brace, mm-hmm. or he left the locker room after the game in a brace. We know once he left, he did not return with the knee. Um, Sean not deciding to comment on that this morning when we talked to him. I don't know if you want to take it one way or another, but um, the fact that he commented, here, here's how I took it. He said, good news about Quinn Miners, and then decided not to comment on Nick Benito. Maybe it's just because there's more testing that needs to be done or something, mm-hmm. but crossing our fingers that Nick is going to be okay there yep. um, because he's key, uh, especially with now kind of a three-man rotation at outside linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. Um I mean, when you see somebody get carted off with a knee injury, your brain always goes to the worst possible place. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see what happens. Hopefully he's fine. But yeah, I mean, they they don't really get much of a rush when they just rush four. That's been an issue all season. And again, like it's not like Nick Benito was the star of the group. I know he has the most sacks, but a lot of those are just him kind of being unblocked for reasons that don't make any sense because he's one of the best unblocked defenders in the NFL. He's just so fast. Um, but yes, you'd like to have him, but uh, even with him, you're still looking for answers, how you're going to get to the quarterback unless you blitz a lot, which they did yesterday and it worked. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Todd, speaking of blitzing a lot, you want to announce what we're doing tomorrow? You ready for that? Yeah, I think we, I think it's time we could do that. Uh, we are going to have two very special guests on the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my friends that definitely have done an amazing job on this defense and really are like the catalyst for uh, the turnaround that this team is making. So uh, Alexander, Alex Singleton. I know, and, Alexander. Uh, We're calling him Josie, Alexander now. <laughs> Josie Jewell are going to join us on the show tomorrow. So Let's stay go. tuned in. It's going to be a great show. Let's Whoa. go. Special show tomorrow at noon. Uh, We're going to have those guys in studio to do a show with us. And Russ, after the game, he pointed to the leadership of the defense and said, Justin, Alex, and Josie. We're going to have two of them on tomorrow. I'm Mm -hmm. so pumped. And uh, not just because they're uh, great players on the Broncos defense, huge in this turnaround, but they're also awesome dudes. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, your former teammate, one of them and the other now a good friend as well. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be a blast. We're really going inside with the inside linebackers on tomorrow's show. Um, Other takeaways from yesterday, one thing that uh, we talked about but didn't, didn't talk about how impressive it was. Last week, the Broncos were 0 for 11 on offense on third down. Awful. Terrible. This week, they flipped and held the Chargers to 0 for 12 on third down. It's only the third time in the Broncos' history they have not allowed a third down conversion. This is just another thing that showed how impressive the Broncos' defensive performance was. Yeah, you win and lose the game on third down. Um, a lot of times you can look at like turnovers or that third down percentage, and that kind of tells you how the game is going. You know, 0 for 12 on third down, 1 for 5 on fourth down. Uh, defense was just playing with their hair on fire, wasn't giving up much. 
Um, I know they were pissed about the seven points that they did give up, but I feel like overall they played like an, a, a really great game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did play a good game. I think, again, it's that blitz that I keep coming back to, which it's covering up some issues with that pass rush, but it just worked over and over and over again, especially on third downs. And I don't know. They, they haven't posted the all 22 yet, but I'm excited to go back and look at that later tonight. So, Todd, why can't this be sustainable in terms of the blitzing? Is there. A- is it once you get to a certain quarterback that you can't do that with? Is it once you get to a, a certain offensive line that's maybe good enough to cover those holes? Is it once you get to where a team has just, doesn't just have Keenan Allen and has more weapons that you have to do? What is it that you have to change and you just can't bring the, the heat like Vance has? You know, I think he's been doing a great job of it and he keeps it. Uh, it's tough for offenses to kind of figure it out mm-hmm. because they have eight guys lined up on the line. You really don't know who's coming. So it's pretty sustainable. The only thing that really stops it is a quarterback that is very decisive with the football because if we have all those guys lined up and he's getting the ball out before anybody gets home, that's when it just stops working. If you have a really solid pass-protecting running back, I feel like our, our linebackers have done a great job whooping these running backs time and time again yeah. on one-on-one blocks. Yeah. If you have like a really dominant you know, pass blocker, I think that's where it gets tough. But other than that, I mean, if we keep these teams in third down, you, I don't think it's a play you can run first and second down, but mm-hmm. if you can keep them in third and long, mm-hmm. we can really be successful with it. Yeah. yeah, and the big thing to me is this week because they play the Lions with Jared Goff, and that uh, that's one of those offenses where the blitz might make a difference because Jared Goff, the ball out faster than just about any quarterback um whereas justin herbert is like dead center middle of the league and the difference is like it's 17 hundredths of a second on average in the time to throw but you look through all those plays yesterday i mean like jaquan the strip sack that he picks up and returns for a touchdown if he's there 17 hundredths of a second earlier that's that doesn't get overturned Uh like that stands and all of those plays you know is the arm going forward is it right here like those margins are just so slim um that against a team that wants to throw the ball downfield a little bit more like the Chargers, you get that extra tenth of a second, two tenths of a second, and that can make the difference on those blitzes. Whereas with the Lions, they don't throw the ball deep at all. They keep it all underneath and they get it out fast. And if it works, if you can blitz and and, and get there on time against the Lions, I think you can do it against anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that you really like found something that you can build off of. Another thing that Sean pointed to after the game yesterday of being able to be this aggressive with bringing guys <laughs> is just not having the most mobile quarterback. Justin Herbert's pretty mobile, especially mm-hmm. for a pocket passer, pure pocket passer. He's, he's very mobile. Um, but if you go against a Lamar Jackson and you bring two guys up yeah. the middle and he's able to get out, Oh, mm-hmm. your hose, because then any like spy that you would have for him uh, is now gone. And yep. he probably has 20, 30, 40 yards of open field. The good news about this week, Jared Goff is about as immobile as a <laughs> yeah. quarterback as you're going to get. So I agree that that you can continue this this week. Maybe the Broncos are facing Easton Stick, uh, right? That was Easton yesterday. Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In two weeks. Uh, because Justin Herbert is now officially going to miss this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's just going to be out for the rest of the season. I'm not sure. A broken finger suffered in yesterday's game. Uh, and then you have Aiden O'Connell. He's not mobile mm-hmm. either. Um, and then uh, I imagine the Patriots are going to be rolling with Bailey Zappi. Not uh-huh. the most mobile guy either. So this aggressive mindset, I don't think there's any reason that it has to go away. No, I think it'll be our 
Yeah, I think Vance has been running it kind of all year long. But I feel like as the season progressed, he's becoming more and more successful with it. And I think it's really rush and coverage because you see the corners, mm -hmm. they're sitting on all the routes. Like, basically, if you don't get the ball out now, like, we don't even care if you run a vertical or a go mm -hmm. or a seven route. Like, it has to come out now or it's not there. So I think everybody is kind of finding their footing within this, like, blitz scheme. Yeah. And they've just gotten so much chemistry. I mean, Jaquan's gotten so good at it. Mm -hmm. Like, PJ's gotten so good at it. You know, somebody pointed out Justin, like, I was so excited when I saw Justin get a chance to blitz because he's like the kind of the last guy you send. It seems like he spent so much time just sitting back there, like for him to get the chance to go up there and make a play. Like they've all just gotten so good at those blitzes too. I mean, you see Alex and Josie up the yeah. middle. It's insane. Like that's the other piece is you run it and run it. And all of a sudden they've gotten really good at it. You yeah. know, what's funny is I feel like, um, you know, if J Mac comes or Justin comes or even PJ comes like, feels like they're kind of unblocked off the edge and kind of nobody takes them into account when yep. they're rushing. But I watched the tape, and Pat actually blitzed like three times. Did he? But Ooh. every time, somebody came off to get him. Like, <laughs> he didn't guy. have the same free rush <laughs> that, that everybody guy. else had. I was like, oh, that sucks. Well, the other thing, Jaquan, he had a bunch of those blitzes where it was like, his decision. It was like an optional blitz mm -hmm. where he'd like take a step forward and then drop, or he'd drop and then like rush a little bit late, um, which is probably the last thing you want to do. But that also has to be new. There's no way they were telling Jaquan like in his first couple starts, like just go out there and see what you like. Like it's up to you to decide what you want to do. But at this point, they just trust him. Well, he's playing man. He's in. He's in man. Oh, man. it's the running back. So okay. it's called like a green dog, basically. There you if go. If you have a man, and he stays in the block. You can add on to the blitz, mm -hmm. but sometimes you get caught in this situation where you don't know if he's blocking. He hasn't touched anybody yet, but he's kind of coming out. So you don't want to okay. like blitz, and all of a sudden he's the la he's the leak out, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And the quarterback dumps it off to him. Then you like go. He goes for forty five, and you're like, dang. <laughs> well, how do you avoid that though? Because um, at some point in your blitz, you got to decide if you're going one hundred percent in, uh -huh. and. Uh, I mean, couldn't that just be like a really good play by the running back? If it he sits, 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 then once he recognizes that J-Mac's coming in all the way, then he leaks? Yeah, it, they could be, but they say to Green Dog, to your man. So just okay. just mm -hmm. because if, you're if your guy's blocking on the left side, don't just try to run anywhere you see an opening. Like, literally mm -hmm. run to his hip, and if he's blocking off his hip, then that's where you take the angle. So, like, right. if you get caught there and you see you have, like, just enough time to, like, bounce out if he bounces. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Or if you see him bounce out, that's when you give him a shoulder or something. Exactly. Try to get yeah. him down instead of, like, him blocking you. You're kind of blocking him exactly. to keep him in. Interesting. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And uh, we're talking about how good this defense is. Mm -hmm. Just how good is it right now? Now, is it a top five defense in the NFL? Is it the best defense in the NFL? Let's get into that after I tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Where we're going to dish out our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week in just a second. But if you're all in on the Broncos, buying the 6-1 and one hype in their last mm -hmm. seven games, there's some juicy lines over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Like, how about this? You can pick the Broncos to win the AFC West over a DraftKings Sportsbook. What would you guess the odds are for the Chiefs to win the AFC West? They have one game up on the Broncos now. And the Broncos to win the AFC West. Uh, I'll tell you, the Chiefs are very minus. Yeah, the I'd say Broncos plus. are like plus 900, I would guess. Okay. What do you think that'd make the Chiefs? Oh, boy, that's math. Um... It wouldn't be minus 900. It would be more than that. It'd be the minus like 1,300. Okay, okay. Same, I'm not. Really <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Chiefs are minus 1,600, meaning you have to bet $1,600 to win $100. No, I'm not I would doing stay it. so far away from that. Exactly. Yeah. 
The Broncos are plus 750. Oh, okay. The Broncos are one game back uh, of the Chiefs, and they're plus 750 to win the division. So if you want to get in on that and so many other odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook, check them out. And use the code DNVR when you sign up in order to get $150 in bonus bets. It's actually $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet over at DraftKings Sportsbook on anything. They're, they're going to give you $200 in bonus bets after you use the code DNVR at sign up. So check them out, DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. And Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I feel like if I had like an extra like 16 million or something like that, <laughs> I would take those odds just to get the paycheck because you know it's probably going to happen. Mm. Yeah. You make a little bit of money, you mm. risk a lot, but at the same time, like it's kind of like a guaranteed win. Damn, Todd, oh, you're yeah. not a believer. I believe that we're going to make the playoffs, but I just feel like the Chiefs have to lose to the Raiders, and I don't see yeah. that happening. Even after last night, I don't feel like the Chiefs will lose to the Raiders and the Chargers. It's that kind will of both have to happen for us to win the division, right? Probably. Or at yeah. least like one and then another loss somewhere if the Broncos win out. But the other losses would be like to the Patriots or something, and that's not probably going to happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on oh, that. Wait, is it not going to happen because the Patriots is a guaranteed win? Oh, boy. <laughs> they weren't a guaranteed win last week, were they? they? they Beat the Steelers. Um, yeah, Steelers huh. are trash, huh. man. Mike Tomlin has <laughs> yeah. done a great job <laughs> yeah. covering up holes, but it is uh, unraveling now. Yeah, it might be his first year with a losing season. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, he needs to check out our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery <laughs> and get himself some Breckenridge bourbon. Uh, the official bourbon of the Denver Bronco contest. They have the Battle of the Broncos blends, the Ed McAfee versus Alfred Williams. You can vote in your favor to win Breckenridge Distillery and Bronco swag. You can enter at BreckenRidgeDistillery.com forward slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos forward slash. There's dashes in between each of those words. Don't forget them. And if you win, you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos versus Chargers game. And if it's anything like last night, it's going to be a phenomenal game to watch if you're a Broncos fan. And if you could be there, you definitely want to be there. Along with their bourbon, they also have vodka, Ricky Seltzer's. Uh, they have the world's highest distillery. Go check out our friends at Breckenridge Distillery. Their products are available in all 50 states. You can shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com to find the Breckenridge Distillery bourbon, whiskey, vodka, Ricky Seltzer's near you. Boom. All right. Since the awful start where the Broncos were giving up 36 points per game. Disastrous. Disastrous. Actually, disastrous. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. A great yeah. word choice there, Thank Henry. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos defense has given up an average of 15 points per game yeah. since. Is that a fluke? No, not anymore. Uh, it's, it's definitely who they are. It seems like the fluke was the 70-point game. Like, that was the mm. fluke. Now, if that wasn't a point, fluke, you know, that would be a problem. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've definitely had to change around some players mm -hmm. and move some pieces around. But I think they found... Uh, the right the right mix of guys it's crazy that we had all this talent on this on the team to start the year yep. but it wasn't positioned like this so mm -hmm. uh, it's good to see it all coming together and you know it's looking really really good yeah it's pretty crazy i i think at some point we need to do like rankings of like which jerseys to buy 
Like if you're getting a new Broncos jersey, like we could do it before Christmas or something, which would make sense mm -hmm. because I think it's tough right now. Like you go through that whole defense and so many guys have made cases like a Jaquan jersey. All of a sudden, that doesn't sound like an insane thing to buy. Uh -huh. Like the linebackers are doing their thing. Like the defense, like you just have so many players who are stepping up and making plays and look like studs. It's pretty crazy at the moment. I'm getting a Vance Joseph jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what would that even be? I don't. I don't like know. Like you get the old like CU Vance Joseph jersey. Yeah. What? Yeah. He never uh, played in the NFL, right? Oh, he played he for did. a minute. He did. He did for one off season, or maybe an oh. off season and a year after that. Um, maybe you get his number in college put on uh, a Broncos jersey. I don't mm, know what Jets it is, and Colts. But, mm. One year with each. Jets and Colts. So you what can number? give Vance Joseph. Oh, that that's gonna be tough to find. I don't know if people like. <laughs> pictures of him back then <laughs> uh but vance has done an incredible job literally turning this into an elite defense yep now the numbers you look for an entire year they're awful and they're, they're, there's really nothing the broncos can do because of how bad that start was yep. the numbers for the year are never going to reflect how good this defense is right now that's why we're not really looking at how they are right now and credit to vance the broncos up until like three weeks ago we're still the worst scoring defense in the NFL, giving up, I think, like 29, 30 points per game on mm -hmm. average. Now, after their incredible turnaround, they are the 23rd best scoring defense. So still bottom 10, which uh -huh. is crazy, giving up an average of 23.8 points per game. But I think they're way closer in the conversation in the top five yep. than they are with where their overall stats are mm -hmm. right now because of how they've been playing for such a prolonged time that Todd, I agree with you. It's not a fluke anymore. Yep. Maybe after two good games, you're like, yeah, it's still a little fluky. But now, no, it's not. Um, so here's the top five defenses in the NFL in terms of points per game given up. Tell me if you think the Broncos fit among this group. The 49ers at number one, giving up 15.8 points per game. The Baltimore Ravens at number two, giving up 16.8 points per game. The Kansas City Chiefs at number three, giving up 17.5 points per game. The Dallas Cowboys at number four, giving up 17.9 points per game. And crazy enough, the Minnesota Vikings at number five, giving up 18.6 points per game. I think the Vikings are pretty comparable. I, th I think a lot of it is like that Brian Flores scheme just reminds me a lot of what the Broncos are doing recently. Yeah. Um, and, and that might be it more than anything, but you, I mean, the 49ers, I, that, that's a great defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, as, as, as excited as we can be about like Pat Sertan, they've got Nick Bosa, like cancels out Pat. You know, you look at, uh, you know, Fred, excited as you are of Randy Gregory on the Broncos, oh boy. you're excited about Randy Gregory on the 49ers. Yeah. You've got like Fred <laughs> Warner right there in the middle. So they can like match your all pros and they have that depth. Like to me, honestly, to me, like the Cowboys would probably be my pick for the best defense in the league. Like the way that they get pressure, the way that they force turnovers, like they just have everything. Going. Maybe that's a little bit of recency bias after watching what they did to the Eagles last night. But yeah. th those teams are really, really, really good. And the Broncos, Broncos are right up there too. But uh, those teams have been almost flawless this season. So Cowboys had a great game last night, holding yeah. the Eagles to thirteen points. They sure did. What happened the week before? You said nearly flawless. Is they allowed the Geno Cardinals? Smith and the Seahawks, Seahawks to put up 35 points on them. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, I definitely think the Cowboys are, are a really good defense because the two games before that, 10 points and 10 points yeah. is what they held those guys to. So you could say that that was a fluke. But right now, I agree with you, Henry. 
I'd, I'd go San Francisco 49ers defense as the best one. Okay. Um, you made a great case. They're giving up 15.8 points per game over the entire season. Yep. I think I'm going Broncos number two. They're right mm. in that mix right now um, for, for how good they are right now. And not just like this week, but, you know, past five weeks, two months, essentially, is how good this defense has been, giving up 15 points per game. That's better than the 15.8 points of the 49ers, but I'll get the 49ers at the edge because they've done it the whole year. Yeah, I would say I'll probably put us at three. I think okay. that, you know, we're definitely above Minnesota because we went toe-to-toe with them. Our, off, our offense wasn't as good as theirs, but then our, our defense outplayed theirs. Um, our defense outplayed the Chiefs' defense when we played them the second time. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely have to be ranked above those teams. Um, and we're playing at an elite level. I just feel like, you know, the 49ers and uh, the Cowboys, they've been doing it all year. And I think one of those teams might be in the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. so no one's going to make the argument that the Ravens are a better defense? Than the Broncos, yeah. I would. You and would? the Browns, probably, too. Oh, wow. Like, I think they all played the Browns. They all played the Browns. But, I mean, the, we were playing the Browns back of quarterback. It doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of matters, though, just a little bit, right? No, because our, our their defense did nothing against our offense. Our offense outplayed yeah. them. So how, it didn't even have to be against us versus their quarterback. Like, our, our yeah. offense dominated them. How, also, about, the, I mean, the how Bron- about the Browns' defense past three games? 29 points to the Broncos, 36 points to the Rams last Damn. week, and 27 they to have the Jags off. this week. They have fallen off. Yeah. To me, the big thing with the Broncos' defense is just that pass rush. Like, they're 31st in the NFL in pass rush win rate. That's just not... In, in the modern NFL, like, you can't be the best defense in the league if you can't win one-on-ones pass rushing. Is that, is that just, is that non-blitz? That's like, rushing? that's when you're one-on-one with a blocker. How often do you beat the blocker? And they, they win 30% of the time, which is 31st in the NFL. And that was before this week, so that might go up a little bit once they update the numbers. But it just, that stat in particular gets to me. I don't think I worry about the run defense anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm past that. But it scares me to say it a little bit. I know. I mean, Eckler did have five yards per carry yesterday. <laughs> he did. Like, like, there are a couple of those things where you wonder if it could show up again. But I'm not worried about that. Obviously, the coverage has been great. But to me, it comes down to just that pass rush where I can't, I can't call him number one where, when you need to send that much pressure to get How there. How many? I don't know if it matters. I think if you get a sack, you get okay. a sack. How many sacks did they have yesterday? Broncos six. six. Does it matter if it came off a one-on-one or if it was a blitz or do we get to the quarterback? <sighs> that's fair. That's fair. But that's you know? why if, if they can make that work against Goff, when Goff is just like trying to get that ball out quick regardless, then I'll be totally bought in. If 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 you can commit to sending pressure on every passing situation and it just works, yep. there you go. You solved the problem. But I just need one more game and I'll be there. <laughs> well, one more the, game. This, this is a great test because, totally. Henry, the Lions are great passing the ball. They're great at running the ball. Mm-hmm. Their offense uh, is the uh, – they have, have the seventh most points per game. They have the third most yards per game. Um, they uh, can run the ball. They're in the top five in running. Mm-hmm. They're in the top ten in passing. So they can do it all. If they prove it this game, uh, then there's, like, no question uh, on how good this Broncos mm-hmm. defense is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely think they're in – they are a top five defense right now. If mm-hmm. you want to say – the Ravens, because they've done it for a whole season, mm-hmm. totally fine. If you want to say the Browns, um, I actually would push back against the Browns. But I think they're, they're mm-hmm. it's not crazy to say they're top five. Now, Henry, mm-hmm. how far would you put them down? I think like, right around number five. five. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I feel I used to watch so much football, but now that I'm so locked in on the Broncos, I just don't have time to like watch every game, which is a shame. 
So I don't really trust my opinions on all, everything right now. But I do think, like, just looking around, like, 49ers, the Ravens. Honestly, I haven't been that impressed with the Chiefs defense. Um, but, like, the Cowboys are right up there. And you could probably find one more. Like, the Steelers you might put up there. Honestly, the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots defense has been insane recently. Mm-hmm. What, they gave up 18 in a win this week, and that was the most they'd given up. Like, it was 10 or less for three straight games before that. Yep. So I, I think I probably have them at, like, five or six Fair. if I knew what I was talking about. Fair. And for you to be the most negative one about them and putting them at five and six. That's pretty good. Yeah, th- yeah. That, that is pretty good. Uh, speaking of pretty good, Breckenridge Brewery, we got an onset. Broncos Country Pale Ale, you definitely want this for your holiday season. You're going to be going to parties, and you're going to want to get your hands on some Breckenridge mm-hmm. Country Pale Ale, or Broncos Country Pale Ale by Breckenridge Brewery. So check them out, breckbrew.com. Their beer locator, top left-hand corner of the screen. It's going to show you not only where you can get Breckenridge Brew around the country, but where you can get specific beers. So if you know that your uncle really likes IPAs, well, you can go and find exactly Mm -hmm. where you can get that IPA. Porter season is right around the corner here as well. So check them out. The official beer of DNVR at breckbrew.com. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of those at the Christmas party. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be drinking a lot of those. (laughs) Um, I I thought you only drink when there's sports on. Uh, Buffs play that night. Oh, okay. There you yep. go. There you go. There we go. Weird how sports are on every oh, single night. That'll be the <laughs> yeah. that'll be the SDSU game against Albany too. The mm. other semifinal. So I'll be that'll be a lot of fun that night. I'm gonna make some money. Um, oh, where'd this go? I had a quick little quiz that I wanted to give you guys, but oh, here we go. How many net carbs do you think are in a slice of the top selling white bread? Net carbs. Net white carbs. Bread a lot. 22. Okay, Todd? Uh, 46. Uh, 13. Oh. Guess how many in uh, Hero Bread? I'm going to go two. Sounded like the, the way you looked like that was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's zero. It's zero. They have no net carbs. So every single slice, you save 13 net carbs, two and a half grams of sugar, uh, 25 calories. Uh, Oh, you get an extra two and a half grams of protein, like 10 times as much fiber. It's all good stuff. And so whatever you get from Hero Bread, whether it's the seeded bread, the tortillas, uh, classic white bread, buns. They've got like bundles and all that stuff, too. Um, it's just way better for you. bundles for their buns? Yeah, this one wow. actually, what is this? It has buns. It has classic white bread, seeded bread, classic hamburger buns on top of the hot dog buns. Well, not like literally on top of. And then the tortillas as well. So... You can get all of that. It's called a gift box. There you go. Um, and if you use the code DMVR, you'll actually get 10% off from Hero Bread. Um, you can go to hero.co to pick that up. Again, that's code DMVR to get 10% off. Boom. There we go. Let's get inside Let's with do the it. inside scoop where Todd takes us. We just talked about the big picture of kind of what's going on with the team. Let's get as in depth as possible. Picture. By jumping inside with our inside linebacker, Todd Davis, to break down the key plays of how the Broncos were able to destroy the Chargers yesterday. Todd, where are we starting? So this is a uh, it's a pretty big play to start the game. Um, this is third and seven, um, first quarter, and this is the uh, interception by Jonathan Cooper. And I know uh, Hank's going to love this because I think it's only four-man rush. So 
They do get home. <laughs> they they awesome. actually did he's on this one. He's going to deny, deny it. I wrote, I wrote all about this. I wrote that. I wrote this. This is the one play. So this is a good, this is a good play. Uh, oh, I don't have any intermediate pitches, but this is a good play to see because um, what it, it's a stunt here. So they call it like a uh, – they're slanting out, and you're going to have him run what's called a big tech. So he's up and under. And the big thing about this big text is that it allows for people to have one-on-one. So Baron Browning is going to have a one-on-one on this tackle. And also Nick Benito is going to have a one-on-one here. And what this text is doing is he's securing everything inside and then all the way around. So if Jonathan Cooper wants to do an up and under, then the text is just going to come all the way around and uh, secure that other edge. If he wants to stay outside, it's going to open up this hole for this text to come all the way around and Nick Benito to find a lane. So mm-hmm. they're, they're being very creative with these, and they're doing a great job with it. The reason why this play works is because uh, Baron Browning has a one-on-one with this tackle because uh, Zach Allen is also slanting, and what he's doing here is he's giving him a one-on-one with this tackle. So if he chooses to go inside outside, then Zach Allen's just going to eat up this B gap the second interior gap. But if he chooses to go up and under, then Zach Allen just comes around him and has contained. So although there's a lot of moving parts, everything is very sound about how they're going about this blitz. So what you see here is kind of, you know, Baron Browning chose to come up and under his guy. This is the tackle that he's beating. You have Zach Allen coming around to half contain in case Justin Herbert tries to run out. And just so, just in case Justin Herbert thinks like this side of the line is crashing, I'm going to evade this way. Mm. Nick Bonito is coming around, mm. so he would have had to sack on the other side. Yeah. So it's very, very sound as far as how this defense is coming around and making plays. And boom, that's a great way to uh, negate even when you play good uh, running quarterbacks. Exactly. That's a good way to negate that. Mm-hmm. I exactly. love that. So this is a four-man rush. Uh Henry said they can't do it, but I think this is proven <laughs> that they Wait, can. Wait, what happened on this play? I think it How was a, I think it was an interception on the oh, three-yard line. Yeah. But. If you read my story, you would have known like all about it. Yeah. Oh, I read your story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it ends up being a great play, Jonathan Cooper. I think he leaves the game after this, but yep. um, ends up being a great play for the team. Puts us on the three-yard line. Our first score of the game, um, I don't know if we score this early if we don't get this play, so huge yeah. play for the team. Yeah. That huge was also that was wacky because you, you saw Cooper come down really awkward, and you're like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? And then it looked like he was hurt, and then just the next shot of the TV caption was him just, like, dancing. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, good. But then he did stay out, but he did return, right? Yep. Yeah. Did you see him after the game? He was really funny about after the game. What did he I say? I can't remember who posted it. It was probably Troy Rank. Um Basically, he was just talking about how bad it hurts. It was funny. Oh, Go no. find it on Twitter when this is over. funny. No, he was funny about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was funny. I would have been whiny, but he was funny. Well, I'm glad he's, uh, he was able to return. Yes. Yes. This is another great play. This is the touchdown to Cortland in a long play. Um, and I think Russ actually does a great job here of recognizing uh, who's blitzing and who's not. As I feel like as soon as the play is snapped, you can't see it on this one. But, you know, they were always identifying Khalil Mack. He was mm-hmm. the number one key yep. to their uh, to their game plan. But as soon as the ball is snapped, he looks exactly at Khalil Mack. And what is he doing? He's dropping. He's like, oh, I got time. I don't even know these other guys' <laughs> names. Like, I'm going to take my time. I know McGlinchey. I mean, he's going to hold up. And they the offense actually gives him 6.2 seconds. Ridiculous. Ball. Tons of time. Uh, shout out to the O-line. Uh, the, you know, this is four on five. Um, we, we can get there with four, but they can't. And, um, you know, this was just a great pass by Russ get, throwing it up. Cortland coming down with a great one-handed catch. Um, this has become kind of their, their recipe to success, man. If Cortland's down there one-on-one, I don't think it's one-on-one. I think he's kind of open. So 
continue to do this and continue to make big plays. Some, I mean, he's also being held, and he's still oh, open. Yeah. yeah, he's the man. <laughs> Somebody the on man. Reddit said that the Broncos should cut off one of Cortland's arms <laughs> and no. attach it to Jerry because oh, Cord, Cord only needs one oh, hand to catch. <laughs> he only needs one hand, so he might as well get, split those hands up. Boy, but Hank, I thought you weren't a doctor. Would that work? Did you be able to do that? Um, it sounds like it worked to me. I'm no doctor, but so it makes it adds up to me. Uh, that play was so incredible because it lit, I, at one point during that play live, I thought, was have they blown the whistle? Because Russ was just like standing there, yeah, so calm, <laughs> and had over six seconds. That's nuts. It yeah. is ridiculous. When Khalil Mack's not rushing, he's not scared <laughs> of anything. Uh, this is the big play. This is the touchdown to Troutman. Um, this is just a great play design and a bad execution on their part. Uh, I think it was just a great play call. You know, third and one, we had been trying to, you know, rush up the middle. There was one we didn't get on a uh, QB sneak. Um, everything was really downhill. So this was a great play um, called by Sean Payton. It was kind of reminded me of Peyton Manning scramble yeah. uh, on the goal yeah. line versus Demarcus yeah. Rare in for the touchdown when nobody expected it. Um, but they, the thing about this is that they were playing good defense, which the, it's the Chargers. They can't. Um, <laughs> you know, they could actually have this play um, defended pretty well because you're going to have the end completely scot-free, um, but he's going to go down for the fake, which is perfect what we wanted him to do. And then this corner, I don't know what he's doing, but hopefully he's uh, he's not on the waiver wires today. <laughs> so, so they run this great play action. And you see this defensive end. He has contained on Russell Wilson. So he falls for the fake completely, which is a great play design yeah. because if he's right here, this might be a sack. Yeah. And it might be a bad play. <laughs> and this corner has Troutman man to man. And I, I don't know if he was scared that he was about to block him or what, <laughs> but he did not do his job and his responsibility. But once again, that is not our fault. They mm -hmm. get paid to play football just like we do. Uh, it's a great play action by Russ coming out of this. And uh, he's able to find Troutman wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. And this is what seals the game, puts us up 24 to the. 44 to 24 to zero at the time. I think. And and last night, this doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't believe him. But Adam Troutman said that was supposed to be a run. He said it was supposed to be a run, and so when the ball was in the air, he was thinking somebody's going to be downfield. It's going to be an illegal man downfield, and this isn't going to count. And so uh -huh. I don't believe him because uh -huh. that doesn't make any sense. Because he ran a route, Russ pulled the ball. But that's what he said after the game, talking to Scotty Gange with Nine News. Huh, because... No. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, or else he did something horribly wrong on this play if it was supposed to be a run. Yeah. I doubt on a run play, your tight end is just supposed to run past the defense and leave a guy unblocked, right? Totally. Exactly. And, <laughs> if, and if this is a run, Javante Davis is running right here behind uh, Manhurts. Javante's run to the sideline. Yeah. He's yeah. not even trying to get the ball. Yeah. Like, he knows this is definitely a design pass. He was playing with everybody. Someone, that, that, yeah, I think must, someone's yeah. playing with someone because you know what Sean told us this morning? You know how long uh -huh. he's been sitting on this play to run uh -huh. against this Chargers team? See? Since yeah. last playoffs, when the Jaguars made their incredible comeback against the Chargers, he saw something um, on a similar fourth and one that the Jags ran against the Chargers. He said he saw something that he knew he could use in this. And now Sean said, like, in this moment, we had to have this. I'm yep. like, no, you didn't. You could have not got this, and you would have been just fine. The Chargers weren't going to come back with three minutes left. Um, but Sean said, this is when we, we whipped it out. And he Ooh. had something really funny to say about this. <laughs> they really did on that one. They, Sean oh, did. They, oh, he whipped it out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do me like that. Uh. Um, he, Sean started when he was asked about this play. 
Sean paused and said, God, I don't want to sound shallow, but there's <laughs> nothing better than drawing up a play mm -hmm. when it works like this. Mm -hmm. And it was better. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Yes, it's perfect. it did. <laughs> All right, here's, a, here's the next play. I actually have two plays that are very similar mm. that I kind of wanted to break down. This is the bliss that we keep talking about. Mm -hmm. um, this is second and short. Uh, you know, the game's on the line. They know they're in a passing down, so it's very similar to like a third down call for the team. Um, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rushers, but you don't know who's coming. Mm. You don't know who's mm -hmm. dropping. And that's that's what makes it hard on this uh, offensive line to try and pick this up. They're in man-to-man -man across the board. And the crazy thing about this is uh, Drew Sanders is in here as an outside linebacker, but he actually has this tight end man-to-man. So, mm -hmm. as you're going to see as the play progresses, Drew's sitting on his man, um, and you have blocker. I mean, you have blitzers coming from everywhere. And that's the thing I was saying. Like, yeah. they weren't accounting for Justin even showing up there. That's not something he normally does, but it was a great play by them um, and a great scheme by them because they definitely have enough blockers. But if you scheme it up to where everybody's eyes are looking at either the down linemen, the outside linebackers, the blitzing corner on the other side, then you have free runners. And the Broncos were doing a great job running this play last yesterday and then accounted for a strip sack right here by Justin Simmons. Yeah. And I'm, then go ahead. I'm excited to go watch Drew Sanders in this game. Because this is like three whoa, whoa, games. Clip that. Clip yeah. that. No, we exactly. can't lose that. That's, exactly. That's the point is like this is three games in a row where he's gotten to play quite a bit. And I don't remember thinking once like what was Drew doing on that play? Like these were, these were the plays he was getting. Honestly, True. so I'm not trying to True. like downplay him, True. but when you watch the tape, it probably will look like this, which is a, what he did his job. So he did his job. He, get he did his job. And like last week, there was one where I was like, okay, he kind of like ran himself out of the play around the edge, uh -huh. but it was like a run play, and he set the edge. And like, if you're gonna screw up and go too far, like screw up setting the edge too hard and not like collapsing in too hard. So I don't. There might be some steps there. Played 32 snaps yesterday. Yeah, How that's about good. it. That's, How about it. And I don't remember once thinking. What were you What were you doing out there? This is incredible. I, I know, man. I can't wait to uh, to talk to Alex and Josie about Drew because um, those three guys yeah. couldn't be more different in terms of personality. As you guys will yes. see tomorrow, if you don't mm -hmm. know already, Alex and Josie are the life of the party. Mm -hmm. they, they, they they've always got something to say. They're a blast to be around. Drew is about as quiet as it comes yes. as a guy. He is very very quiet. I've done several interviews with him. Very quiet. <laughs> very, 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 very quiet. I mean, he literally won a $50 gift card to like Outback Steakhouse or something. Yeah. Should have been to the DNVR bar. Should have been. Um, from Sean Payton for saying the least amount to the media during rookie mini camp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And Sean I don't even, he it. said it was intentional. I think that's just who he is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, at some point, we'll have to dig into that because it's interesting for Josie and Alex too because Drew's playing outside. Mm -hmm. And coming into this season, honestly, like, what it looked like was happening was Josie's contracts up at the end of the year. Drew takes his spot next year, but because of the kind of hiccups that drew had early in the season. Now, the fact that they're moving him to outside linebacker, you're saying Josie's like, well, well, we've well, all Sean known he's a leader. They're not moving him to outside linebacker. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then you see him out there every, every game. And uh, so it does make you wonder if all of a sudden they're like, wait, why were we trying to change up what we've got going on here? Every game, I see what you did. Every, yeah, there was a little pause there. <laughs> every game. That's the only time we see him outside linebacker. Every game. Here is the uh, two plays later. That was second down. This is now fourth and 19, two plays later. And it's the same exact play. Um, but the good thing about this is they actually ran the blitz from 
the field last time and they this time they run it from the boundary and that's not what most m many teams do so it was a great call by Vance but it's the same exact play all mm. everybody's lined up you got PJ acting with his hands out doing a great job acting like he doesn't know what's going on mm. um, but you know he's coming on the blitz <laughs> and this is the same exact blitz you got two guys dropping out if you can see him they're back here. You got a man-to-man. -man. Everybody's man-to-man. -man. You have a man that dropped out here, and you have P.J. Locke coming on the blitz. But it's the same exact blitz, just ran the other way. Um, so this was a great blitz against not only the Chargers, but I just think a great blitz in general because they have a hard time matching up who's coming, who's blitzing, who's dropping. I think the Broncos will use this the rest of the season because it's working so well for them. This is also the scoop by uh, – Josie Jewell, where he was running like yeah. he was walking. Yeah. And uh, yep. I'll definitely Close get on him that. about that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that. PJ Locke, the first Broncos safety to have a sack in back to back to back games ever. Dang. How good have Broncos safeties been? Yeah. Phenomenal. Pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I mean take you got some pick. Hall of Famers. Yeah. You, you really do. There's a lot of them back there. And he's the first one to ever do it. And he's not even the starter yeah. at the start of this season. So it shows mm -hmm. how good he stepped up. It shows the depth that they had at safety. And then it also shows that Vance isn't afraid to give young guys big responsibilities. We're saying that with, with uh, PJ. We're seeing it with, with Jaquan mm -hmm. Macmillan mm -hmm. as well. Uh, everything is clicking at like 100% with this defense right now. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. Uh, I hadn't noticed like that he was pretending he didn't know what the play was. Oh, what is what is That's so sack. good. That's so good. Like that's just a bet move. You forget that he's a veteran too. Uh-huh. I mean, he's one of the older guys on the team, which is crazy to think PJ? about. What year is he's he? He's not one of the older guys on the team. What? I believe this is year 7 for him. No. Uh, no. No, it's your 5. No. It's your 5. It's yeah. your 5. It is your 5. But still like yeah. You're five. Like you think of him as like this young guy, but he's he's been around for a long time. Yeah. It's also fun because like every day you see him just sitting in his locker looking at like film on his iPad. And it's just like all day, every day. And it's like, ah, oh, good good for it's that guy off. to be yeah, like yeah. To, to be the one making all these plays. It's paying off. And if you want your career to pay off, check out our friends over at MSU Denver where you can get an education. Whether you want to go to school full-time, whether you want to go part-time, whether you want to start your education, whether you want to pick up your education, where you left it, you can do that over at MSU Denver. They have over 90 majors, and you can also create your own. You can find your future and achieve your goals with an affordable education. So get in because they are taking applications for the 2024 spring semester right now. So check them out over at MSU Denver dot edu and be a change maker and you can go and check your career or check out everything they have for your career over at msu denver dot edu all right let's get out our draft kicks pick pick of the week right now as well i'm gonna keep this very simple i'm gonna go broncos lions game lions opened up as a four-point favorite they're still four-point favorites mm -hmm. at home in detroit I'm not exactly sure my final score for this game, so I'm not going to go Broncos money line right now, but I am going plus four. I, I love that it's if, if, the, if it's a field goal game, you win this. Mm -hmm. I absolutely yeah. think so. Right now, I'm still riding the high of yesterday, so I think the Broncos are going to win this game, but definitely keep it within four points. So give me Broncos plus four against the Lions this week. It is pretty crazy going back through what the Lions have done recently. Like, like what? Mostly, they just haven't been good for a couple months. Yeah. But, like, they lost by two scores to the Bears yesterday. Oof. They squeaked one out against the Saints the week before. Squeak. The, before that, they lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. We all saw that. Um, squeaked one out against the Bears before that in Detroit. 
Before that, they won by three at the Chargers. Before that, Yikes. okay, two-score win over the Raiders. That's Raiders. Before that, got blown out by the Ravens. Like, they've, they haven't done anything impressive in a long time. No, it's a really good point. Four they points started, is probably what, a good six deal. six and one, I think. Yeah. I think, and now they're nine and four. So is that three and three in the last? Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's not Talk ideal. about teams going in different directions right now, too. Now, they're still Definitely. really good. Still have a top 10 offense, top five rushing attack, top 10 passing attack. Defense is better than it was last year, but yep. they were the worst defense in the NFL, I believe. So it's easy to be better than that. Um, so not a gimme, but uh, definitely beatable, especially for a nine and four team. Yeah, four points is awesome. I'll take. Uh, uh, they still have money lines. Give me Montana plus one against NDSU. You don't sound very like confident. No, well, I just yeah. well because the money line, if this is plus one, would be like plus one hundred five, and I'd rather just take the plus one hundred five than the minus one ten on the plus one. Like, I don't need the one point because Montana's going to win. Todd, did you see uh, Montana 18-point favorite this past weekend? Uh, Starred 17.5, closed Starred at 14. Oh, so people didn't believe in them, and there's a good reason people didn't believe in them. They got to overtime, mm. took them to overtime to win, and they were 17-point favorite. I, I, they're in the semifinals. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about how know, they did it. I know, I <laughs> know. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me see. What are you going with? I think that... Um, the Jags are only uh, three and a half point underdogs to the to the Ravens. Ooh. And I feel like that would be a really good game. So let me take the Jags money line plus 154. That's a game. fun one. That's the a real fun one. Ja Who did the Jags lose to yesterday? Browns. Yeah. The Bra Oh, yeah. And Joe Flacco had the game of his life, mm -hmm. of course. And he's now he's back on their one. practice squad. Really? Yeah. yeah. He got reverted back to the practice squad. I imagine so someone doesn't pluck him. That they elevate him Probably. and, like, keep him up there? The thing is, I don't think he'd sign anywhere else. Like, because he knows he's a starter there. Who else is signing but Joe Flacco? Would they, why would they move him down? Um, so he'd, he was on the practice squad before. So he gets his game check. Every time they activate him, they can activate him three times. So you can save the 53-man roster spot if you just tell him, like, hey, you're going to be active. You're a starting quarterback. Just don't sign with anybody else. You get the same game check, but we get this roster spot. And then once they play the three games... Then they'd have to put him on the 53, but they can save a spot to them. They might just move him to the 53-man roster I'd anyway. have to imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's some no-name guy that can, they can put in practice uh, yeah. squad. You would think. For the yeah. Browns, you would think. Could you imagine if, like, the Broncos are like, yeah, Russ, we want you, but we want you on our practice squad mm -hmm. to save a spot. Yeah. If you're not saving a 53-man roster spot for your starting quarterback, exactly. what are you doing? The thing is, Russ is... Russ has a contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they don't have that option with Russ. Yeah, it's a little They wish they there. did. <laughs> uh, so check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR to get in on these bets. You hear, do we have any Super Chats? Got a couple of Super Chats coming in. And before we hit these, hit us with the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. Uh, and thank you so much for everyone rolling with us right now. Alexander Weatherford says, Broncos versus Lions playing to sweep the other division. That's weird. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So that means the Lions have obviously beat the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Yeah, yeah because we saw the yeah. Chiefs won on primetime week mm. one. And the Broncos have beat the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears. Somehow beat the Bears. Somehow. Yeah. That was the somehow. point. Somehow. somehow. <laughs> and also, somehow, when the Broncos played the Packers, it was like two of the worst teams in the NFL. Yep. And now both like might make the playoffs. I yep. warned you. <laughs> Not about the Bears. I told you the Bears suck. <laughs> that might be wrong. Um, next one coming in from Evan says... 
Thoughts on the comparison between Russ and 2013 to 2017 Alex Smith? The stats are very similar. Is Kansas City Alex Smith level play worthy of Russ's contract? Oh, wow. Mm, no, because even Alex Smith was... He was good, and he made plays, but ultimately they needed Patrick Mahomes. So I wouldn't say that, you know, it's worth the $50 I think whoever the Patrick Mahomes-type player deserves it. That's that's a really good point, and and I can't argue with that um, because if you have a top-five paid quarterback Mm -hmm. and they're playing to that contract and you feel very comfortable about it, no way in hell are you going out and drafting someone. Um, And Alex Smith, to his credit... The year they brought Patrick Mahomes in, Alex Smith had his best year ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like borderline MVP conversation, but they'd already made the decision yep. uh, that they had Patrick Mahomes on the team. Before that, he he was good. He was serviceable. He was winning games. Sometimes he would be the reason they would win, yep. but other times it was some other guys on the team really carrying him. So, yep. Todd, I think that's put perfectly. Yeah, and he was never paid as much. Right. I'm just double-checking on 2017. I think he peaked in that stretch as, like, the 10th highest paid. Yeah, so he peaked at the 10th highest paid quarterback, and for a lot of it was, like, outside the top 20, which is a little bit different than Russell Wilson, who actually, <laughs> I wonder where he does rank right now. Right now he is the fifth highest paid quarterback. Yeah. He's number five. Yeah, that'll only keep going down considering his contract hasn't even kicked in technically. Yeah. How wow. wild is that? That's Next crazy. year is the first year yeah. of his five-year $245 million deal. I wonder deal. who will jump him this offseason. Herbert, Herbert already got his deal. Lamar. Yeah. Yep. And, and Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yep. They redid so, Mahomes' deal, mm-hmm. so he won't have that no, again. No, he now dropped down below. He might have been below before. But, I mean, they redid his yeah. deal, so they're not going to like do no. anything with him this offseason. Um, what quarterbacks were the year after? What would that have been Burroughs? Yeah, Burrow, Herbert. Oh, Lamar. Tua? I, he hasn't got a deal. Tua will He's get He's going to get a deal. Tua mm-hmm. will get in front of Russ. So Russ will go down to number six at least. Who else? Was there one more quarterback in that draft? Still too early for Trevor Lawrence, oh, right? Jalen Hurts already got his. He already got yep, his. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I think, would be. Well, next offseason, I think. Yeah. Trevor could if they wanted yeah. to. Still paying a lot of money to Russ, though, regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's very Whole true. Whole lot. Uh, next one coming in from Valley Band. It says, went to a Broncos bar in Hollywood to watch the game, and the vibes are real. We believe they can go all the way. Go Broncos and go DNVR. Once you get into the playoffs in the AFC, it is it's wide open. Yep. Like We've seen uh, oh, the yeah. Ravens barely beat the Chargers. Two weeks ago mm-hmm. in L.A., the Broncos took care of the Chargers way easier than the Ravens were able to. Ravens are really good, but are they playoff proven? Mm. Do people still have questions about how Lamar's going to do in the playoffs? Definitely. The Chiefs, obviously, they're vulnerable. And then the Dolphins, they haven't beat a team with a winning record when they played them. It's yeah. Be a great so, yeah, run. If it we is. can make it, it's it a great run. So if you get a wild card spot, you're probably at the Ravens, at the Dolphins, at the Chiefs, or at the Jags. Jags would be nice out of that group. But if you're able to beat the Chiefs and get the division, you're home against the Chiefs, Browns, Steelers, Colts, Texans, Bengals, or Bills. Half those teams don't have quarterbacks. If you actually get the home game, I'm picking them to win at least one game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I completely agree. Which is, I can't even imagine. Like, I can hardly imagine playoffs. Winning a playoff game, though, that would be unbelievable. Especially after a 1-5 start? 
My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Edwards says that defense really uh, dickled down the Chargers. I had to. <laughs> I had to pause to make sure I was going to read it right because I know people are trying to do uh, things to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they we, sure we, got, did. we got Quinn saying, oh, Henry, a shot at you, I think. Montana doesn't start stand a chance against NDSU. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> Nobody wins in Missoula except Montana. That's just the way it goes. Mm. Are they in number one seed? Number two. Two. Number two. South Dakota State's number one. So mm. play in Frisco. For the championship. Overlooking NDSU, Which huh? actually, I don't think... So that, that Vegas game could actually be Saturday. Which game? The Vegas game at the end I of the year. Which one? <laughs> Vegas. Where are we Vegas. going? It's we Saturday. Saturday. Veg, Vegas? Vegas? <laughs> Vegas? Vegas? <laughs> Vegas? still can't get it. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So Las Vegas, uh, when we're in Nevada... That actually could oh, be the sad. Wow. Wait, we going to Reno or what? Well, <laughs> you know where we're going. When they play the Raiders, I'm pretty sure it could actually be a Saturday game, which could throw a little kink in all of our plans. Unless anybody's trying to get to Frisco for that championship game on Sunday, in which case it could work out in a kind of cool way. So that we're gonna have a kink in Vegas. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last super chat coming in from Dustin, who says. First time going to Mile High West. You could have heard a pin uh, drop when we were on offense. Crazy. 11-6 and six until proven otherwise. Cheers, boys. If the Broncos it. win on Saturday, absolutely 11-6. Yep. I mean, I wonder what that parlay would be right now. I mean, you couldn't. I'm, well, I, bet, I wonder if there's an alternate win total. Mm, there's a, yeah. On DraftKings, there's a lot of different things you could do. I'm sure you can find it. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to get to a couple of comments on the website. We got two minutes here. And first comment coming in from our friend Foco Buff says, Beautiful day to be a part of Broncos country. Victory Monday as Mahomes is still boo-hoo crying about a correct call. So we were doing the live show when yeah. that game ended. So we could see Mahomes screaming and crying, throwing his helmet, yelling. Um, but we didn't. I didn't know what was going on exactly. I thought he was just losing his mind because he feels the Broncos right on uh, right on their mm, tail. That's but what you thought. that uh, penalty, mm -hmm. what'd you guys think? Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I would be pissed too <laughs> if I was him because the whole year it's not me. Right. You can't catch the ball. Right? Yeah. yeah. You can't do what you're supposed to. Do. And then on like the most important play of the game, you want to line up off sides. <laughs> oh, I'd be pissed. That's <laughs> the thing though, is like I get being pissed about that. Yeah. I don't know how you're pissed about the refs. Like, I don't know how he's upset that they blew was it the like whistle egregious? Down. Yeah, he oh. was way over. What do you mean you're not upset? You don't understand how they're upset at the refs. Do you see when any call for your own team goes wrong? Of course you blame the refs. Like, mm -hmm. I totally oh. get why he was pissed at the refs, but I think, Todd, you hit it spot on. Yeah. He should be pissed at Tony. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, he was lined up off sides. And then the ridiculous thing. At him and Andy Reid whining uh -huh. during their press conference. And Mahomes pointing to, uh, I don't know if yeah, you can see I mean, that. he looks like a but defensive like, player the there where yeah. he's lined up. He's a full yard. Like it's toe, the tip of his toe is like a full yard in front of the ball. I played, That's just an offsides. You can't be mad at the refs for that. I played receiver in high school. Yeah. And uh, even I would like look to the refs, uh -huh. get confirmation you, that, yeah. that I was onside. Yeah. Like, why isn't Tony doing that in the NFL with what, yeah. a minute left in the game? Oh, you probably have better hands than Tony, too. <laughs> oh, thank God. Like, there's a real case that you should have been the guy out there. <laughs> and I understand the, uh, okay, maybe you want like one warning. 
not week 15 no. or week yeah. whatever this is no. week four like you should have it down of where you're supposed to line up and know where you're supposed to be and you've been in the league for a couple of years yes there's no excuses you're it's not close yeah it's not close is the thing and like this seems like such an objective rule too yeah like it's not like it's a right. pi call where it's like oh he kind of got grabbed but you didn't throw the flag this one's like there's just draw the line and you can see that he's way in front of the line yeah the the rule is that you can't do that the chiefs are losing it they are, they are oh, yeah. crumbling that's the yeah. first kind of maybe glimmer of hope i thought maybe they do lose to the raiders because oh, yeah. of just the way they're going right now and we're here for it we're here for everything the broncos it. making a run and the wild card spot the broncos making a run for the division we're going to be talking about which path is easier on wednesday but tomorrow we've got our guys josie jewel and alex singleton coming in studio make sure to tune in special start time of noon so make sure to stay tuned hit us with a thumbs up on the way out we really appreciate all the love and support we'll see you tomorrow on the dmvr broncos podcast So